football. Hello, everybody out there. I know it has been a while. We have been working hard at the website, trying to get some articles going, trying to get the email list going, trying to get everything right so that whenever the website drops on my birthday, May 28th, you'll have everything that you need to connect, to subscribe, to get all the hot content as it's released. 365 is what we're attempting to do. We will see if we can accomplish the task. We'll need everybody's big hashtag fan club support out there. I want to welcome to the show finally. I feel like anybody who's been listening to the podcast has heard about this man because we've mentioned him a couple times. Wyatt Tacklin McCracken. What's going on? Hey, hey, how's it going, man? Excited to finally be here. Been trying to finish up with school, and now I'm, as people from where I say, I we graduated out here, man. We graduated now. Graduated? That's, that's, that's graduated, yes, sir. All right, so you say you graduated right now. So what, where'd you, where'd you, what are you graduating from? Oh, man, I went to the... University of South Carolina. Oh, yeah. See, we, we yeah. needed you on the show the past couple of times. We've had some some conversations about USC and on the West Coast and and what's real and what's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I heard I said I heard a little podcast about old Debo Samuel. I I what I'm not really the biggest Debo Samuel like fan out there. I mean, the kid's good. Uh, just just from what I've noticed, I've seen him. He's kind of missed out a few games because of injury and everything. He's I, I hope he I hope the kid does great. Like I don't ever wish anything bad on anybody, but I'm just saying I kid's injury prone. I don't know if I would have took him that early. Well, you're gonna love if he does nothing for my 49ers because you love rubbing it in now. Whenever my 49ers don't do good. Oh yeah, man, it's nothing like a good trash talking man. Nothing like it. So it's a perfect time to have you on the show, Wyatt, because we are talking about one of your favorite positions in fantasy. We're talking about the IDP linebacker position. Do you have any just first thoughts on that? Just just what comes to your mind whenever I say IDP linebacker? Oh, man, that, that just gets me going. That's the, that's the first thing. I can't help but smile whenever I hear those words. If there's one thing you need to know, it's, everybody says you got to have your quarterbacks. You got to have your running backs. You need to have good wide receivers. I'm here to tell you, if you've got a good core linebacking group, you're going to win football games. Depends on your scoring format. Essentially, your quarterbacks, of course, are going to score more. The running backs are the gold position. Our format, the top wide receivers and the top linebackers are scoring right about the same. Especially if your league kind of depends on tackles. Like with your defensive linemen, you're looking for more of those guys that are going to kind of get in the backfield and get sacks. Like that's really where your points from defensive line are going to explode. Every now and then you'll get a defensive lineman that's got a six or seven tackle game, but that's not really a, a common thing that happens. You're usually looking for them to get a sack or maybe even a pass deflection across the top. And with your defensive backs, like safeties are another good position if you're looking for to get a bunch of tackles in. Uh, but cornerbacks are more for pass deflections and interceptions. And your safeties, they'll get every, they'll get a pass deflection and interception now and then. But safeties and linebackers are really where you're going to get your tackles. 
Great insight from Tacklin McCracken. He's going to be manning the IDP section this year. He knows a lot about it. He's passionate about it. He will stack his reserves with linebackers and defensive players if he can. That's what he is specializing in. Today, one of your favorites. He's, he's been your guy for quite a while now. We're talking about Blake Martinez, the 2016 131st overall draft selection of the Packers, and he graduated at a Stanford management science and engineering degree. Wow, you know that's smart. Yeah, that's a that's a tough degree. I I wasn't anywhere near that when I was I was just athletic training. That's engineering management. That's a lot of stuff right there. So you you're fully graduated or where where you at? Fully graduated. I'm browsing for a job. I'll put it that way. I'm kind of relaxing right now. But what <laughs> would you like to do whenever that time comes? Oh man, uh, back in the day, dream job was go back to my high school and be a be an athletic trainer. Back in the high school, I don't know if I want to be at home as much as like I mean at home as in the high school I went to. But I wouldn't mind working within hour or two from my house just so I can kind of. Be close to my family. Honestly, if you're within an hour of Aner, you're within an hour of some very prominent schools. We've talked about Hunter Renfro. We talked about Brian Edwards, Darius Leonard, TJ Johnson. He, he grew up right there in with you. So, I mean, y'all have put out players into the NFL level in that area. There's been a bunch go on to play college football on the division one level but nfl is a whole different league man it takes a, a very talented guy to to make it that far but yeah where i'm from over in Horry county south carolina we grow them big and we grow them tough blake martinez he is growing big he's growing tough that's one thing that he kind of has mentioned that he wanted to do this off season i just want to reach back to a quote he says He's not messing around this year. Last year, I was not happy. So he wanted to be stronger. And in the offseason, he gained seven pounds and lost three and a half percent body fat, which the strength and conditioning coaches said that equated to about eight pounds of fat and 15 pounds of muscle. So a loss of eight pounds of fat and 15 pounds of muscle. So your boy's getting big. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's getting up there, man. He wasn't a fat guy to begin with. He's probably got his beach body going right now. Sun's out, guns out for sure. What's your thoughts on Blake Martinez? Now this is your boy. I want to hear your thoughts on him just initially. Whenever I hear Blake Martinez, two words pop into my head. That's tackling machine. This dude is going to rack up with tackles. The past two years, he has gotten a hundred and forty four tackles. I believe he led the league in tackles year before last, and this year he came in second behind Darius Leonard. He's not really the guy to kind of go out there and get you sacks. He's pretty decent in coverage, but he's going to stop the run. Yeah, no, he is going to get down in the box and make sure that he is known right there whenever you're running into him. Did tie a career high with 144 tackles last year and then he tied it this year with 144 right behind the maniac he's a maniac maniac on the field Darius Leonard and and he set a personal best actually you mentioned he doesn't get a lot of sacks but he set a personal best this year with five sacks finishing third in sacks on his team behind Kyler Frackle with 10 and a half and Kenny Clark at six 
for him to be able to lead not only in tackles but in sacks the legitimate veteran on that defense if you want to think about it I mean you're talking about except for Mike Daniels being 29 and the two Smiths that they signed Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith I mean they're 26 but they weren't with the team last year Adrian Amos he is 25 same age as Martinez so he also was not with the team last year so you're talking about him and Mike Daniels are the two veterans on that team What what do you think about that that's tough for him being 25 years old and having to kind of lead a team from the veteran standpoint. But I mean, he, he loves it. He's, he wears the green dot in that defense, man. He's, he's got the coaches right there in his ear and he kind of calls the play and sets up the defense. Like I said before, it's tough for a 25 year old to have to do that. But I mean, he, he does it very well. The one thing that is really good about them is they are really young. The two free agent pickups, the Smiths, agent Smiths, we got Kenny Clark, who was a favorite defensive tackle of mine in defensive tackle required IDP leagues. You got Rashawn Gary, the draft pick this year. Jerry Alexander, Kevin King, two draft picks last year. Josh Jackson and Darnell Savage, another draft pick this year, all under the age of 23. They are super young, and they're going to be running around. Darius Smith, who had eight and a half sacks last year. Preston Smith, who had four sacks last year. Do you feel that the addition of Rashawn Gary out of Michigan and the Smiths signings, are they going to help Blake Martinez or hurt him as they are known for getting to the quarterback and making those sacks? Um, uh, It's really going to depend on what team they're playing. Uh, like Blake Martinez, he only had five sacks last year. Some people say that that's not bad for a linebacker. I mean, if we're if we're going off of what we wish, I would like to see him get a sack a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, really, it, it depends on what quarterbacks they play. Because I mean, if you've got a mobile quarterback that you're playing against, the sacks aren't going to come as easy. I know in their division, quarterbacks aren't as mobile. You got Kirk Cousins and Mitchell Trubisky and Matthew Stafford. And none of those three guys are really known for being mobile quarterbacks. We've seen a little bit last year that Mitchell Trubisky can run the ball, but he's not one of those guys that you're expecting to take off and run like Lamar Jackson at the Ravens or even Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills. Those additions with Rashawn Gary and the two Smiths, I think those guys are going to kind of hold it down on the defensive line, and I feel like it'll kind of bounce the running backs out. But a linebacker, he really benefits more from having a good defensive line because the defensive line, they're most of the time not trying to burst through the line and get to the quarterback. They're kind of filling the gap and don't let the running back proceed past the line of scrimmage. So whenever they kind of fill up a gap, it's the linebacker's job to fill the holes. And whenever a linebacker fills the holes, that's when they're going to get their tackles because the running back is trying to fill the hole from the other side. If it's kind of a pocket passer quarterback, Blake Martinez isn't really going to get very many sacks, which he never really has. So I'm not too worried on that point. But I think as as far as tackles, I think we can still expect him to get a, at least 130 tackles next year. I'm actually a little bit lower on him. I also think because he is the middle linebacker, he's going to have less of a chance for those sacks. With Zadarius Smith, he's going to end up on one of the defensive insides. They run the 3-4. You got Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, and then Zadarius Smith, and you're going to have Kyler Frackle and Preston Smith on the outsides with Oren Burks on the other middle linebacker spot. 
which I'm a big fan of Oren Burks, and I think that he's going to kind of eat into Blake Martinez a little bit. Blake Martinez, he is entering a contract year with 286 combined tackles, the most in the league since 2017. The one big knock about Blake Martinez has been just the fact that his, his coverage hasn't been the best. The Packers have allowed 34 red zone touchdowns, and usually a good sign of a middle linebacker racking up tackles is a bad defense. Um, and that usually translates to those high statistics like Joe Schobert in, in Cleveland and Kiko Alonso in Miami. I mean, you, you're talking about names like Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland who were top 15 IDP linebackers because of the bad defenses that they played on. So does that truly make him a great linebacker if he's just on a bad defense and it's, it's awarding him more opportunities for tackles? Well, I'm not so much into saying if a guy's good or bad at the game of football because I'm, I'm not really into a team. I don't necessarily have a team, so I'm not rooting for one team to, to win or lose in, at, on any given Sunday, so it doesn't matter to me. What I look for is how many points are you putting up each week in fantasy football. They can knock old Blake Martinez as many times as they want to, but my man, he's had multiple games last year with 12 tackles. And it's not every time that there's a bad defense, like your your middle linebacker is going to put up big numbers. Because, I mean, when you look at the Carolina Panthers, they're they're a good defense. Like they're, they're probably, I would say, top half defense. And Luke Keekley's all over the field. And he just – he's one of the better linebackers in the league. So I don't really see why – People take like Luke Keekley and they say, oh, he's a great linebacker, but he's making all these tackles. But when you look at Blake Martinez, he's making all these tackles, but he's not a good linebacker. It's just like you kind of got to – it's a team sport. There's 11 guys on the field. He's doing his job, and he kind of just needs the other guys to step up around him is how I feel. I like that. I like that aspect, and I also love the introduction of – your way of looking at fantasy because you're a fan of him for the simple fact that he's producing and you can see that. And so there's so many people who kind of follow the experts. And one thing that I noticed from you when you first got into the league is that you're really good at just looking at consistency of statistics being piled up on a given week and going after players like that. Can you just dive into your strategy a little bit just to help people kind of formulate a strategy for themselves so that they can become a fan of different players out there and they can understand kind of how they can truly take a grasp of the game themselves and make expert-like pickups themselves for their football teams? Yeah, man. Uh, so what I always do is – I usually don't like to look on the waiver wire until usually week three or four, maybe even week two if you're kind of getting desperate. Um, but I, I like you got to kind of trust your instincts in the draft because usually the guys you pick in a draft are still going to be producing. They may not be producing like as high as you want them to, but they're still going to produce. It's not like you're going to draft somebody and then they end up getting cut unless it's like a super late round pick. 
So what I'll do is usually around week two, if I'm desperate or week three or week four, I always kind of go in and I look at the, I'll look at linebackers. I'll look at safeties and I'll look at defensive linemen. I would not look at cornerbacks unless you absolutely, unless like your league requires you to have a cornerback on your team, just because cornerbacks kind of rely on pass deflections and interceptions. And unless they're really, really good cornerback they're not going to be getting a lot of interceptions and usually if you are a really really good cornerback the quarterback is going to be throwing away from you so you don't get a lot of opportunity for points unless you just kind of constantly guarding the number one receiver and they're just down so they're throwing the ball a lot so I'll look at the linebackers the defensive linemen and the safeties and what I'll do is I'll look at their tackles. I won't look at the score that they've been putting up because a lot of times leagues will reward interceptions and like touchdowns more than they do tackles so I know last year I added Corey Littleton off of the waiver wire after week one I know I said I don't go usually until week two or three but I just happen to be looking because a lot like I said a lot of people also be trusting their draft but I always like to just kind of sneak a peek in there I seen he had 13 tackles and and I said in my mind I was like People can get interceptions. All they have to do is just kind of be in the right spot. So I know week one last year, there were a couple of guys who had like two interceptions the first game and like some fumble recoveries and maybe even a sack. They had like 36 points. But then like you see a guy who's got 13 tackles and they've only got like maybe 15 or 16 points. Like the dude who's got the two interceptions and the 36 points, he's going to get put up like super high like on everybody's watch list because he just scored 36 points but in my mind I'm saying all you have to do is just be in the right spot like you line up on defense as a defensive back kind of where you like you know what's about to happen like you study film so you know what's going down so as long as you're in the right spot you can get your interception and get your points when you've got 13 tackles that's not lucky like you have to get out there and you have to play and you have to go and make the tackle 13 tackles is being good at football. So if you see somebody out there who's week one, week two, week three, and they're putting up these insane amount of tackles, that's how you know they're going to be good. I said earlier in the in the show, we were talking about how your defensive line, you kind of want them to have sacks. If they've got two sacks in week one, there's something I always like to tell my friends. It's called the law of large numbers. Nobody is really going to be averaging 17 18 sacks a year if if they are they're Aaron Donald that's that's about it that's what you're going to get and you've lucked out and you've got a good one so if they've got two sacks in week one they're probably not going to get a sack again until week seven or eight just because that's how the law of large numbers works like I said I always kind of like to look at how many tackles they have and base like my pickups off of number one is need at the position and number two, I like to go off of tackles instead of these big highlight plays like interceptions and fumble recoveries and things like that. Great advice, great advice. And yes, you were all over Corey Littleton. You snatched him up quick. You had a feeling about him. And he actually made our predicting the 2019 NFL Top 100. He's the number 99 player. Go ahead and subscribe to Fantasian Fantasy Football on YouTube. We're talking about F-A-N, Fan, T-A-S, 
F-I-A-N, Asian, Fantasian Fantasy Football. Subscribe. You'll be able to get all of the predicting the 2019 NFL Top 100 player videos. I really appreciate you kind of sharing a little bit of that insight. I know exactly how enjoyable it's been to watch you take an 0-5, 0-6 team to the playoffs and to just turn them around and become a, a playoff contender year in and year out. It's been an incredible joy to watch that play through. There's the little, a little Twitter thing that's going around. It kind of has uh, every team's kind of doing it. People are kind of like putting in their input on who's the most overrated, who's most underrated, who's the best player, who could surprise, who could take a leap, who's in their prove it year. It's kind of like a list that's listed out like that, and people are taking their shots at putting a player in one of those slots. Where do you think that a majority of Packers fans have Blake Martinez in that list? Honestly, I I don't know how the Packers fans are feeling. Just from what I know, Blake Martinez isn't your household name linebacker, but my man is like, I said it before, he's a tackling machine. So I would have to think that they said he's underrated. Underrated, yes. I would think so too, just because you don't really know who Blake Martinez is, as you mentioned. However, most of them are saying he is overrated. They oh, do come on, man. not think that he's the real deal. They're not trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. They honestly are pointing to the fact that he's just not a real playmaker they're they're saying that he's getting a lot of assisted tackles they're saying again because he's on a bad defense he's getting more opportunities to make tackles but he's only had three turnovers in three seasons is he truly elite can you can you truly put him in the category with a bobby wagner with a luke keekley with telvin smith i mean oh man rest in peace telvin smith that came out of nowhere right yeah, Jeez. for real. With Deion right. Jones, like playmakers, people who, you know, can change and shift the game. Like, can Blake Martinez do that? I mean, to kind of – I know you I know you care about fantasy a, a little bit more and you're not really caring about the aspect of the game, but can you tell me, is he an elite linebacker when he can't do something like that? Whenever you say elite linebacker, I'm thinking of a guy who's going to lead the defense and make tackles. I'm not so necessarily caught up in the, oh, is he going to make these big plays? I'm I'm more of a, a guy kind of looking for, like, dude, if you can go out there and you can get me seven or eight tackles a game, I'm going to put you in kind of the elite category. I mean, I would like to see an interception every now and then. Or even just like a pick up a fumble that's on the ground. I know not all the time you can get there. It's, it's a lot about kind of being in the right place at the right time. And it may be the system that he's in. It could be where he's he's instructed and designed to stop the run. And you've got your defensive lineman who's kind of their job is to get to the quarterback and sack the quarterback. Blake Martinez will be stop the run. And the cornerbacks and safeties are – if they throw it overhead, deflect the ball, kind of get it on the ground. Don't let your receivers catch it. So I'm not sure if it's more of a, a system thing where he hasn't been getting all these turnovers. But in my mind, I say Blake Martinez is elite. I respect that. Again, I'm, I'm on the other end of it. You've been trying to convince me about Blake Martinez for the longest. 
I just don't think that he's elite. He's a good linebacker. He's someone like I would like to have like a Avery Williamson or Mason Foster last year that I had picked up, like somebody just to kind of fill in, plug in. They're going to consistently give me some good tackles. Now, I know I'm kind of contradicting myself since he has led the league the past two years essentially as a top three linebacker, but that's truly how I feel, and I feel like he's benefited from the bad defenses. But I definitely trust your insight in IDP linebackers because you've had some really good ones, and I want to talk about one in particular, and I want to see if you think – Blake Martinez, again, in his contract year, is worthy of your boy, Quan, hit the Quan, Alexander Money. Four years, 54 million, 13.5 mil per year. Is Blake Martinez worth that much next year when he has to resign? That's a lot of money, man. I, I personally think he is, but that's just kind of, in my opinion, of you need to build your team from the defense and then kind of go to the offense. The best offense for me is a good defense. Four-year, uh, $54 million, That, like I said, man, that's a lot of money. I know the Packers are kind of uh, – they're one of those teams where they don't like to sign anybody to a lot of money except for Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to guess what they're going to do. I think Blake Martinez can get that kind of money, but he's got to be willing to – go somewhere else because I'm not sure if the Packers would be willing to pay him that. And you think that another team would be? Because, again, Quan, he's a playmaker. He, he's known for he'll, – he'll hit you hard. He'll make you release that ball. He'll cause a fumble. He'll get an interception. He'll run across the field, make an incredible play, strip the ball from you. You're willing to pay that money for someone like that. But but Blake Martinez, he's he's playing Blake. He You know, he's – hey. Yeah. The, the thing that's really surprising about the Quan Alexander money is he tore his ACL last year. So he's getting paid four years, $54 million with a torn ACL. Blake Martinez is coming off two years with 144 tackles. So if somebody's willing to take a chance on Quan Alexander and pay him that kind of money, I don't see why they wouldn't be willing to pay for over 100 tackles a year. That's like I feel like that's a lot of tackles. True indeed, true indeed. I see your point. I tell you what, so your boy Blake Martinez, when it comes down to it, there's some other Pro Bowl linebackers this past season. It was yeah. Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner. You got Leighton Vander Esch who came out of nowhere near the end of the season. C.J. Mosley and Bernardrick McKinney, though Bernardrick McKinney, he just he, find it, he finds a way into the Pro Bowl, and uh, he's your boy, ain't he? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's he's one of those guys that I think he's been on every single one of the teams in our fantasy league. It's like he he's one of those guys where he might go off for eighteen tackles in a game, but like only if he's on the waiver wire. It's like as soon as you pick him up, he'll go for three straight weeks where he only makes two or three tackles. Then you drop him and then eighteen tackles again. It's like. It's, it's another one of those things I was saying about the law, law of large numbers, man. If they if they have a week where they only get two or three tackles, it's been a, a big week in the next couple of weeks. But, I mean, that guy, it, me and him could just never get on the same page about when he needed to go off. And I know a couple other guys in the league, have, they've experienced the same thing where they pick him up and he just kind of – he doesn't show up for them. 
And that is too funny, man, because it's so true. Bernardrick McKenney is that guy that everybody has at least put in their linebacker core or even just put on the bench for a week and realized, ah, I'm just going to pass on Bernardrick McKinney this week. And yeah. I tell you what, one interesting fact, though, is that all those Pro Bowl middle linebackers, they all had one major stat in common, and that's tackle volume. So each of the aforementioned players tallied 105 or more total tackles, with Luke Keekley reaching 130 total tackles at 93 solo tackles. Yeah, Blake, that's about uh, 14 less than what old uh, Blake Martinez recorded, correct? Correct, yeah. Blake Martinez eclipsed all five Pro Bowl players in total tackles with 144 and then finished third among the group in solo tackles with 91. So or Martinez also ranked uh, first among the Pro Bowl players in sacks with five, so that's something that was a little bit more than some of the Pro Bowl players, and second mm-hmm. in tackles for loss with 10. So that's that's huge, uh, and it's kind of mind-blowing that he was able to actually outperform all those Pro Bowl linebackers, and that would give me reason to believe that maybe you have won in this argument, that maybe finally I can say that Blake Martinez is a decent linebacker worth having. <laughs> I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is he's not really a household name. All those guys you said, they're kind of bigger names except for maybe C.J. Mosley and Bernardrick McKinney. Like, I mean, everybody knows who Luke Keekley is. Pretty much everybody knows who Bobby Wagner is. Leighton Van Der Esch is he's new to the game, but he will he will be a household name. Him being on the Dallas Cowboys is doing him huge as far as being able to promote himself. That's America's team for nobody can see, but I'm doing air quotes there when I say America's team. But <laughs> CJ Mosley and Bernard McKinney, those those aren't really household names either, but uh those are kinda like where you see those guys from. CJ Mosley, I believe he was with the Ravens last year and you know Baltimore's huge fans and everybody's kinda I feel like uh the Ravens are one of those teams where if if you're not really a fan of any certain team, like the Ravens will kinda be your home type thing. And Bernard McKinney's from Houston, so he's another one of those Texas teams where it's just like a lot of following. So those those are more of kind of household names than more so than Blake Martinez, but not to the point to where like everybody knows who they are. And that's really kind of what the Pro Bowl is. Is it's I feel like it's more of a, a popularity contest because Darius Leonard this year he just went off and he didn't make the Pro Bowl. So, uh, and that's kind of because he's new. He didn't really go to a big school. He went to South Carolina State. But, I mean, that guy should have been at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, no doubt, definitely. Yeah, the Pro Bowl, I, I don't even consider that to be anything. I used to enjoy watching the Pro Bowl. Not anymore. I don't even care. Like, they don't even do it after the Super Bowl anymore. So, you technically don't even play, like, half the players who are worthy to play in it because – most of them were five or six just from the Super Bowl that should have actually been in the Pro Bowl if they were actually playing. But whatever. I mean, regardless, I just think the Pro Bowl is a game right now. Well, I mean, while we're talking about it, actually, so Blake, he actually plays, he's a gamer. So I don't know if you heard of it, but he plays Dota. I guess it's Defense of the Ancients, and it's a mod for WoW, which is the whole world of Worldcraft. Um, yeah. Do you do you play games? Do you are you aware of those? I've I've heard of Dota. I've, I've actually uh, met a couple of people that played Dota. It's one of those uh, like 
I don't really know how to explain it. It's one of those kind of games where you pick your character and you've got different lanes you got to go down and you take out like towers to try and get to other people's base. I've played games similar to those. I've never played Dota. The, I, I wonder if Blake's as good at Dota as he is at tackling people. He'll probably he could probably make a decent living off of it. Hey, well, I think he actually is. So I assume that anybody on Twitch can technically make some money. He's actually on Twitch.tv backslash Packer Nation 50, I guess is his gamer tag. So if you are a big Twitch watcher, if you're a Dota fan, if you're a Packer fan, if you're a Blake Martinez fan, go ahead and uh, subscribe to his Twitch. Go ahead and become a fan of him even more. I hope this has really brought some attention to you so that you can understand who Blake Martinez is, become a fan of him, become a fan of IDP leagues. It's a whole different kind of way to play the game of fantasy. It brings a whole nother level of strategy to it. I want to get into this before we end the show today. No more games. So you put the Dota down, put the World of Warcraft down, put the, like Blake says, no more messing around. It's the real deal this year. Tackling McCracken. I need you to decide. We looked at your roster. You got four linebackers on your team. We're not going to do four it. Four great linebackers. Okay. Four, four, four great linebackers. Four great linebackers. I'll name them. Deion Jones, Quan Alexander, Blake Martinez, and Corey Littleton. Here's the question. If we dropped to only two linebackers and you could only keep two linebackers, who are you keeping out of those four? Oh, man. Uh, if you're making me choose right now, I want Deion Jones, and I hate to say it, man, Corey Littleton. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know though. That's a that's a tough one. Definitely Deion Jones. Deion Jones is he is that dude. He's he's another one of those guys that he's not quite a household name yet. He's he's up there though. I've I've had arguments with people saying he's I think he's personally better than Luke Keekley. He makes all the tackles and he is great in coverage. He is arguably the best coverage linebacker in the league right now. He got hurt last year. I think he broke a bone in his foot or something. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But he came back and he instantly changed that Atlanta defense back into like a, a decent defense. They went from being good when he was there to terrible, lost a couple of safeties. He came back. They were decent again. Quan Alexander, he tore his ACL last year, man, so I'm, I'm kind of nervous about him. And I just really like Corey Littleton. The only thing I've got to knock against Corey Littleton is I've only seen really one year of work with this guy. He, he did make the Pro Bowl, but not as a linebacker. He was He's a special, special team teamer. Guy. Yeah, special that, that really kind of helped my team out this year, man. I, I, he had a couple of punt blocks out there, so that, that really kind of – added on to the score total that he gave and he made a good bit of tackles as well so I mean I I really like Corey Littleton and I know I said earlier you don't really have to be a playmaker to be elite but Corey Littleton was a playmaker and Blake Martinez he got a lot of tackles and everything but Corey Littleton also got a lot of tackles and he was a playmaker that's really a tough decision man but I, I think I'd have to go with Deion Jones and Corey Littleton Hey, look at that now. The the decision has swayed back to Blake Martinez not being elite, and I am winning now since uh, Corey <laughs> Littleton is more elite. He is truly, though. You look at the YouTube channel, the num coming in at number 99 out of 100, he had 13 pass deflections. That's incredible. As a linebacker. Yeah. Jeez. That's, 
it, it's it blows my mind. Like that's Pro Bowl special teamer, man. A special like Jalen Ramsey, a special teamer. Not not, not as a wide receiver, not as yeah. a linebacker, not as Tyreek Hill, Corey yeah. Littleton, special teamer. I mean, when you look at it, I guess it just breaks down. The elite guys make the Pro Bowls, and Blake Martinez didn't make a Pro Bowl. Hey. Corey Littleton, he's seen all the all the linebacker spots were taken, so he said, "Well, you know what? I play special teams. Put me on there." Look at that! Look at that! <laughs> so, Wyatt, we are going to go ahead and finish up. I want to finish up with some rankings. We're going to talk about some linebackers that you can draft in your IDP leagues. If you're new to IDP, if you're just becoming a fan of this format, if you are attempting to do a redraft league for your IDP leagues, this is how we have these current linebackers rated. We don't have Devin White and Devin Bush in here, uh, but you could definitely sign. Sign up to the email list. On the email list, I'm going to send you the rankings, rookie rankings list. You're going to want that for anything that has to do with Dynasty, for anything that has to do with the new IDPs coming out. Is Devin Bush relevant? Is Devin White relevant? Do I have a sleeper linebacker? I'm telling you, I do. Go ahead and get on this email list. Subscribe to that. You're going to get those rankings sent directly to you. Become a fan. We, we have a lot of content that's coming out to you that we're trying to get to you. Here are just some rankings without those rookies. I'm going to start and just name my top 10 linebackers who I would want in either format. It, it may vary when I draft them, but these are the guys that I want out of these 10 players. So I have Darius Leonard. Deion Jones, Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, Leighton Vander Esch, Quan Alexander, my boy, Tremaine Edmonds, Corey Littleton, Blake Martinez, and rounded out with the young Chicago linebacker Roquan Smith. How do you have those 10 ranked? Yeah, man, my, my list is pretty similar to yours, little differences. I got Luke Keekley, Deion Jones, Darius Leonard. Bobby Wagner, Corey Littleton, Quan Alexander, Blake Martinez, Leighton Vander Esch, Tremaine Edmonds, and then Roquan Smith to round them out. Yeah, so become a fan of Blake Martinez, become a fan of Tackling McCracken, become a fan of the IDP linebackers and IDP fantasy formats. Become a fan of Fantasian. We believe. We want you to come back. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Visit the website. Get on that email list. We have content that's coming out unique. It's going to be fundamental, dependable, creative, and enjoyable. We don't want you to miss out. Go ahead and hit the subscribe. Go ahead and get on the email list. May 28th when that website drops. And I'm getting hot just talking about this, so we're going to fan out, everybody. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Fan!